Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. The Lord did not intend that we be overcome, overwhelmed, defeated, uh, discouraged, depressed. That's not the will of God, not for anybody, anywhere. He is light. He is life. And He is victory. And what the Lord has done for us in the, His death, burial, and resurrection and ascension, He has gotten victory for us in every area of life already. He got it. And He didn't do it for Himself. He did it for us. It's all in the Word. It's all revealed by His Spirit. So get your Bible. Get something to make some notes with. Come on into the classroom right here. We saved you a seat. Come on in. And let's release faith that you will hear, not just from Brother Keith, you will hear from him today. Father, we all of us agree together as touching this. We're asking you for the direction, for the guidance, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit and for answers to questions and direction and help for right now. We pray, Lord, that your spirit would manifest your presence in the rooms and places where everyone is listening and watching and that you would reveal yourself to them and to us and make yourself real and help everyone to come to know you and to know you even better. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Would you look please in Mark, the uh, second chapter. We've been in, in our study of faith for healing, looking at the individual cases of healing. Uh, 20 cases or so. And when I say or so, it depends on what you count, what you don't count. Some people say, well, that's more deliverance only or healing. But about 20 individual cases of healing where we're given detail about who they were, what happened. And uh, the scripture tells us that if everything Jesus said and did was recorded, uh, the world couldn't contain all the books that should be written. So we're given a very small uh, part of what, what happened in the ministry of Jesus. So these that were specifically handpicked by the Holy Spirit, I have to believe these 20 cover it all that they answer all the questions that you could have about healing and faith for healing and deliverance and, and ministry for healing and receiving healing. It's all right here. And uh, none of us have exhausted all the light and revelation from any passage of Scripture. There's always more because it's living. It's li the Bible said the Word of God is living and powerful and alive. So... Um, this account we got to now, the healing of the man with the withered hand, our fifth uh, account that we're studying, is recorded in all three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, we've read Luke uh, a few times now. Let's start with, with Mark now, the second chapter in the 23rd verse. Mark 2, 23, said, It came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said to him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not 
lawful. So the, uh, the Pharisees, and we see in other writings, and includes doctors of the law, they accused Jesus of breaking the law, of breaking the, the Sabbath day. And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he had need and was in hungered, he and they that were with him? Now, how is this applicable? Because he and his team were hungry. And they happened to be coming through a field on their way to somewhere that's full of good food, ready to harvest. It's just right there. <laughs> and so they got some handfuls of it, and they're eating it. And so these uh, Pharisees and, and experts in the law, as they purported themselves to be, they say, you're breaking the law. You're breaking the law. And... Notice how Jesus always responded with the word, with the word. Oh, friend, discipline yourself to do the same thing. He, you know, if anybody could have said he was an exception to the rule, <laughs> right? It would have been him, right? And yet he didn't say that. He didn't say, look. You don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> uh, I, I am the Word of God made flesh. Everything that was made was made by me. So if I want to eat some grain, I'll eat some grain. <laughs> uh, you, might, you might like that thinking he's telling them off, but how's that going to help me and you years later? Huh? Uh, that won't help us because we can't say that. <laughs> we can't say, I'm the word made flesh. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, but what does he say? They're wanting to quote to him the law, which was their word. They didn't have uh, the gospel accounts and the epistles. This is their Bible, their word. What did he do? He quotes them some words. And if, if they really do care as much about the word as they're claiming to care, then this will mean something to them, right? They'll go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, that is the word. <laughs> yeah, David wasn't a priest. Certainly those guys who were with him weren't priests. They all ate it. The high priest didn't rebuke them. So what are we doing? Right? Maybe there's something here we, we don't see. How many think you should always be open that there's something you hadn't seen? Yes. Including in the Word. He said, verse 27, he said, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God did not create human beings to support religion. Hmm? To make sure we keep up with all the rituals. Huh? to support the, the system of rules. No. He didn't create us to support the earth. He created the earth for us. Right? And the Sabbath for us. And everything Jesus did is for us. He didn't need uh, redemption and cleansing from sin. Did he? Jesus didn't need, you know, to be resurrected from death for himself. He didn't need, 
the way made for him to be restored to fellowship with the Father. He didn't need to be healed. Come on, can you see this? Say it out loud. He did it all. He did it all. For us. For us. For me. For me. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. He did it all, all of this. Even the law. They weren't able to keep it, but it was for them to see what's right and what's not right. What's good? What's not good? What's God? What's not God? Uh, chapter 3, he said, and he entered into the synagogue. This is broken up into chapter and verses, but it wasn't written that way. This is just a one flow. There was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal him when? On the, so we're still talking about the Sabbath day. Same issue. And they're watching. They want to accuse him again. It sounds like they didn't get very far with their accusation. When Jesus quoted those other scriptures to them, they must have just been kind of dumbfounded and puzzled. But they didn't learn anything. They're still looking to accuse him about breaking the Sabbath. This time, it's not eating and getting grain out of the field on the Sabbath, but it's about a healing. So they watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said to them, Luke there talked about uh, he knew their thoughts. And he knew it not because he's operating as God, but by the word of knowledge, by the Holy Spirit. He perceived what's going on here. You know, the same thing can happen with you. You can, you can pick up things and just know things that nobody told you. The Spirit of God just causes you to know it. And so he knows they're sitting there trying to think how they can accuse him. And they, they want to get him in trouble with the high priest and the authorities. So they're trying to build a case against him. And they're trying to find something definitive that they can say, well, he can't be of God. Why? Because God gave us the Sabbath and he breaks the Sabbath. So he can't be of God. And um, so he has the man uh, stand forth. And of course, they were watching to see if he was going to heal anybody. So now they know it's on. Why'd he call him out? You know, what's, what's going on? He, he's standing up there. They can all see he's got something wrong with his hand. They're thinking, oh, you, I told you, I told you, told you. Watch. He'll heal him on the Sabbath day. And uh, before the Lord said anything else, he looked at them. And he said, well, is it lawful? Because he knew that's what was on their mind. He's breaking the law. He's breaking the law. Well, is, is it against the law to do good on the Sabbath day? It should have been thought-provoking, right? Or is it lawful to do evil? And we'll see as we look further into this, to be able to do good and choose not to do it is an evil or bad thing, right? And that's what he's trying to get them to say, to see they, they should realize if, uh, if this man can get his healing here today, is that a good thing? Or is that a bad thing? Is that breaking the Sabbath? Huh? Is it doing good or doing bad? And, and it's, it opens up a bigger picture. 
Is God more concerned about rules or people? Can you see this? Is there a conflict? There's not. And uh, that's what he's bringing up to them. But uh, they held their peace. They, didn't, they couldn't say anything. What are they going to say? How are they going to answer that? But when he looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts. The margin says blindness of their hearts. Now you don't see it all the time or even that often where it says the Lord was angry. Because he was anointed with the oil of joy and gladness above his brethren, the scripture said. Little kids enjoyed being around Jesus. They flocked to him. Little kids don't flock to grumpy people, right? Grouchy people. People are always mad, angry, and short. No, they don't. No, but little kids like to be around him. Why? He's always happy. He's always up. He's light. He's life. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have feelings, And is not affected by things that are bad and things that are wrong. So the fact that the Spirit of God brings out to us that this angered him and grieved him shows this is a serious failure, isn't it? Something we should note and realize this is not just some light, you know, this is not just innocent ignorance. This is a serious thing because how many understand if they just didn't know any better and were making some dumb mistakes, the Lord's not going to be angry about that. Right? He's not even going to be grieved about that. He's going to teach them. Help them. But he was, he was angry about this. Put yourself in, in, in the place there. The man's standing up here with his hand withered. You can feel the tension. <laughs> All these Pharisees and doctors of the law are glaring at him. And they, if you, put, if you put Luke's account with this and Matthew's, they had asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? We'll see that in just a moment. They had asked him that. And so after they asked him, he had the man get up <laughs> and come forward. And he turns and looks at them and asks them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do bad? Save life on the Sabbath or to let life die, to kill on the Sabbath? Which one is is good and right? And they didn't say a word. And before he ministered to the men, he's looking at them. And he's upset with them. Why? Why? Because they care more about proving their doctrine is right than they care about this man. What if it was your hand? Right? What if it was your hand and your body and you have an opportunity to be healed and perfectly restored right here today? Would you want people speaking out against that? Trying to stop that? Trying to prevent that? And these are people, get this now, they're supposed to be representing him. These are the ministers, the ministry. They're supposed to be, that are representing him 
to the whole country, the whole nation. It angered him. And you will see that same kind of thing today. There is so much that is said on a, from, on a religious platform about God that is misrepresenting God. It is a religious, traditional junk that men have come up with and they push it more than they do anything else. But God cares about people. <laughs> Can you see that? The Lord cares about people. Yes, He cares about your spirit and your salvation, but He must care about your body. Right? Can you see that? This is all over a physical healing. And it's not that the man couldn't function. Apparently, he walked up there on his own power. It's just he's got a part that's not right. Hmm? A, a, one hand, a hand that's not right. Does God care about all your parts? All your parts. All your parts. And so he was, he was angered about it. And he was grieved about it. And then he looked at the man. He said, stretch forth your hand. <laughs> In other words, forget about these guys. <laughs> right? You and me here, we're going to get this healing. Stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees, steam was coming out of their ears. They went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians, which I don't know is a bunch they would normally even deal with. But how they might what? Destroy him. For what? They are so enraged. They are so mad and so upset. Why? Why? Over what? Over the man got healed on the Sabbath day. Um, it wasn't just them that were upset. It was the spirits behind them. It was the enemy. It was the devil himself. They were yielding to it and they were expressing it. And what do they want to do? What do they want to do? Destroy. Have you ever heard that word before? That what they want, they want to destroy, destroy him. They don't just want him off the speaking circuit. <laughs> they don't want him just excluded from the synagogue. They want to destroy him. Well, who wants that? Who's behind that? Jesus said the thief doesn't come unless he's coming to steal, to kill, and destroy, John 10, 10 says. But Why? You don't see this about everybody and about every preacher that says something or does something. What's, what is so provoking and intolerable to the enemy? We'll see it more in Matthew. Go ahead and turn there in Matthew 12. You'll see that what the enemy was so upset about is that the goodness and kindness of God was being revealed. The reality of who God is was being revealed in contrast 
to this hard judge God that the Pharisees preached. Can you see that? They had been preaching God, you know, is watching you lest you break one of his rules. And if you do, you're going to get it. And Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. Jesus only did what the Father directed him to do when they didn't know it. But watching Jesus minister, listening to him preach, they are seeing God Almighty. (laughs) They are hearing the Almighty who spoke to Moses on the mount and gave the law. They're seeing and hearing him right now, but they don't know God well enough to recognize him when they see him and hear him. Has God been misrepresented in the earth by religion? Oh my, oh my. So many things have been said and done in the name of God that are so opposite of his character and who he is. What he is, what he has said, what he has done. And what made the enemy so mad and upset is because for a moment there, on that day, for whoever was there, thank God, it's broadcast all over the world now, there's a a glimpse into seeing, oh, that's God. That's God. (laughs) He's good. He's kind. Hallelujah. He's gracious. He'll heal your hand. Oh, hallelujah. He will heal your hand. Woo. So somebody say, thank you, Lord. Do you believe God is real? Do you believe he's that same God today? If he'll heal your hand. Huh? I I don't know that that would have kept that man from living the rest of his life out. Well, if he'd heal your hand, that's just a big inconvenience. And a limitation, why wouldn't he heal something that's trying to kill you right now? Right? That's going to cut, cut your life in half or whatever. It is his will. And this plainly shows it. And that's what made the devil so mad. Oh, why? Because the goodness and kindness of God leads men to repentance and to change. When people really see that God is love and how good he is and how kind and gracious and merciful he is. What a healing God and perfect, protecting God, providing God he is. Hearts will melt. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hardness will go away. And def- Do you remember what, what he said when the Lord looked around on him and he was angry and upset and grieved about what? The hardness of their hearts. We'll see. Because they were so hard, they portrayed God like he was hard. But all they were doing is self-projection. Can you see that? In the name of God. Now that's junk, isn't it? (laughs) Self-projection. They're saying God's like, like us. God's like the Pharisees. They were. God's like... You know, the doctors of the law. But he wasn't. He wasn't. And that's why the Bible said that Jesus had big crowds. Big crowds. I mean, we're talking 
20,000 people, 50,000 people. He had big crowds. And oh, it made these guys mad because they never had crowds like that. <laughs> never. <laughs> and they never had healing lines or healing days or delivered services. Never. And, and when they try to, you know, find fault and accuse Jesus and take him to task, the Spirit of God gave him such wisdom. And he would say things like, we just, have you never read where David and all the people would go, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they knew something's wrong with what they've been teaching us all these years. You know, is God really that mean? Is he really that hard? But they didn't know the word well enough or, or know how to combat it. And these are supposed to be God's mouthpieces. But here we finally got somebody that really knows God personally. And for real, and it's coming out, and when your spirit hears the truth, it knows it. Oh, yes. Even if your head's still trying to struggle with it, your heart knows and goes, that's right, that's right. Your heart's just going, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's real, that's true, that's right. Oh, it's thrilling. It, it just thrills you. And the common people heard him gladly, and that's why there were, you know, uh, there a time or two when um, Jesus would ask questions about, like, you know, John the Baptist. They, they said, by what authority are you doing all these things? He said, well, by what authority uh, was John the Baptist? Oh, man, you talk about a reversal. Shoop, just like that. And, and, and all the people looked at him, like, yeah, right. Because they all got baptized by John the Baptist, and these guys didn't. And he said, was it from God or not? And oh man, they got scared because they thought, well, if we say it wasn't from God, this crowd's liable to stone us and kill us. Because they all are sure John was from God. Can you see what was going on? Why did they get so mad? Because the reality and truth about God is coming out. And it's showing up the lies and junk that men have said about God, maligning his character for so long. Hallelujah. Y'all <laughs> okay? <laughs> In Matthew 12, we won't take time uh, to read all of it, but um, he, he said in verse uh, 9, when he departed the synagogue, he ministered to that man and um, when, well, I'm, I'm running out of time. I don't have enough time to get into this. I'll have to do it tomorrow. But when the Lord said the Sabbath day uh, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, that was completely contrary to what these guys are pushing is that we've got to keep the rules. We've got to keep the rules. We've got to keep the rules. He said, look, God made the Sabbath day for you <laughs> to help you. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God open, my eyes open my eyes to see who you really are and to get free from all the untrue junk that men's religion and men's tradition has put forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's it for today. We'll see you next time right here in Faith School. I've got no Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.